Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What's up, After Buzzers? We are here, the terror, infamy after show. We got a lot to talk about tonight. Life in an internment camp, Yuko strikes again, and Chester leaves. Stay tuned. You're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz What's up, After Buzzers? The terror after show. Oh my god, it's a very interesting and a detailed episode tonight. I got it. Welcome guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We have a special guest joining us, but first, let me introduce you to our awesome panel. You know him from Bring the Funny and Pennyworth, Ben Schnell. Hey, what's up everybody? Thanks for having me again, and I'm still shocked about this episode. Yes. <laughs> a lot of not expecting yeah. stuff happening. Yeah. And you also know her from Pennyworth and the Spookies, yeah. Anais Lucia. Hello, Hello everyone. I love this show. I feel like one thing they they seem to do it's like I feel like they they're able to get so much in it but in an hour but it feels it's beautiful writing. It's like, yeah, it's awesome. Beautiful writing. And our special guest tonight. You've seen him tonight as Ken. You also seen him on Jean Claude Van Johnson, Too Old to Die Young, Lethal Weapon, SWAT, and DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Please welcome Chris Naoki Lee. Hey, hey what's up? Nice to have you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for having me. Very excited to be here. Thanks for coming. Yep, yep. Very that, that lovely introduction is very well. <laughs> it's deserved. Very well deserved. We're going to talk a lot about what's going on with you and uh, your history and past and all that stuff cool. um, moving forward. But first, I'd like to get, Ben, your overall thoughts about this episode. Honestly, the ending was crazy shocking to me, right? I mean, that's creepy. That was the creepiest moment for me so far, to be honest. I mean, of course, we saw people dying, which is always a bad thing. But when she gets to her, to Yoki, and basically she's holding her hands on her belly, yeah. I was like, Damn. Let's say it's Yuko, not Yuki. Yuko. Oh, Yuko. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Wait, hold on, you say Yuki. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. I didn't hear that. Part. I, yeah, because you see, I'm still, I'm still gone. So. <laughs> still, <laughs> still, that was, no, but honestly, that was a crazy moment. Yes. That's that's creepy. You know, you don't always have to go crazy with people and, and beat them up or basically kill them or something. But this is a creepy moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course. And I can't really wait. What's happening next yeah. in the next episode? Yeah. I mean, how how do you? How is she getting out of the house now? You know. Hey, we'll <laughs> right, see. Right, I know. Right. What do you think? Yeah. Well, I was not really surprised that no. it was her. Like, <laughs> like we had a little technical difficulties towards the end, and I was like, I need to see her face because I want to know if I'm right. Because right. I was like, I think that's Yuko, and it was. <laughs> and it's scary. I'm scared now for Luz because I feel like yeah, you know, you can go and like off someone real quick, and you know, get it. Done, but I feel like she's it's with uh, like Yuko's plan is like more like a slow burn, like torture, mm-hmm. like a slow torture mm-hmm. in a way, like mentally. And I don't yeah. know what the plan is, so I think that's kind of worse because you're is. just like you know, like, uh, like like making it just like a longer, longer process. Right. Yeah, right. right, Chris. What do you think about and watching yourself on on uh, yeah. this episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are your overall thoughts about like the episode? You've seen it before. Right? I have. Yeah. I know, but I, but I just I I always love 
just it's it's such a great work of art I think it's everything that you guys are saying I 100% agree with uh, I still get like moments where I'm just like whoa you know and, and, I, and, I, get, and I get a little jumped up by it so I, it's, it's, it's great to watch kind of other people kind of feel that as well but you know from the aesthetic of how it looks the kind of that horror of Japanese horror the, all those little elements that are in there right. um, have been just gr- it's been just a pleasure a treat right. to watch it all come alive and it feels so. like you're kind of the checker a little bit in that camera yeah. you're checking out on those girls you know? a little bit a little bit a little bit maybe you know I, I caught my eye on Amy and yeah. I was like, I was like oh, okay alright alright right. you know can't help right. it yeah. I, like your, I like your smile in that team you look oh hey I'm like, hey, you know, hey Terminal Island huh? Terminal it's, Island. it's a good spot he's, yeah. just to, he's just trying to make the most out of the situation right exactly like, you know, I think you have to, you have to yeah. huh? and how rude am I I didn't introduce myself I'm your oh, boy Danny yeah. Royce there we go can't forget there about go. me, right? There you go. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, it's okay. You guys didn't care. Um, so <laughs> We're just too excited. Okay. We love you, man. So what's going on? So you I want to talk about, uh, so life in the internment camps there, you know, everyone's starting to just, you mentioned something while we were watching um, that a lot of the, the Japanese Americans in these camps mm-hmm. um, just went about their day. They didn't really yeah. protest. They didn't really do anything. Like, Could you touch a little bit about that and how it um, showed in this episode? Yeah, I, th- I think... I mean, great point. Yeah, just even because the actual name of the episode is called Gaman, mm-hmm. which is, you know, in a loose translation, it's just to persevere, patience, things like that. Mm-hmm. And it is one of the true characteristics of just Japanese people, their culture, and it very much carried over into Japanese-American culture as well. And so, you know, at that time, and we were doing a lot of heavy research just on the camps themselves and how the people kind of... Uh, just went about their day and generally the older you know the old school the more traditional Japanese folks they really kind of fell in line like they didn't mm-hmm. want to make they didn't want to make a mess of themselves they didn't want to sort of stand out in a negative kind of way they wanted to show you know that they were still very much true Americans for you know though they emigrated from Japan that they wanted to prove themselves to be true Americans right. and so to that point and kind of this episode shows a lot of it too of that feeling of you know you don't want to fall in line necessarily given the circumstances that they had to be in mm-hmm. but they also understood that well like what are you going to do about it are you going to you know just cry and, and you know just moan about it or kind of make the best out of the situation and I think we're starting to kind of see a little bit of that but again it's it's not easy my character very much clearly so is not a fan of it yeah. so you know so, so. I feel like it, I definitely noticed that with like you know some of the characters playing chess and gardening mm-hmm. playing yeah. baseball it's right. like let's kind of try to like you just gotta make the best of yeah. what, yeah. what the uh, just like, situation I guess just trying to like take it day by day mm-hmm. and you know and yeah. I can't you know and I can't help but also state that we also had you know the Japanese Americans at that time Time they had to build the camps themselves. It wasn't fully finished mm-hmm. yet when they mm-hmm. got there. Oh, wow. yeah. And they themselves, as as you kind of saw the introduction of my character, we were actually still building the fence. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of uh, that that kind of double-edged sword, too, to sort of see that, yeah. that though they made the best out of it, they still made the best out of some very bad situations. Right. right. It's like right. Last, the last episode, um, Asako, um, you know, when they got to the to the room, yeah. she's like, "There's a lot of work to be done." Yes. Right. So yeah, they true testament. That is such a, that is such a Japanese thing. <laughs> yeah. To say too. yeah. yeah it's like, don't look at it pessimistic like that. No, we got a lot of work to exactly. do. Yeah, right. So, so I mean, talking talking about you personally, I mean, mm-hmm. you, you mentioned that already, right? We're going to talk a little bit yeah. more about you, half Japanese, yes. half Chinese. Yes. So yes. 
talk about this scenario right now. When yep. you talk to your family about that, yep. is there any kind of connection to this scenario back in the day? I mean, they, you know, my my mother and my father, they're both both first generation, so they both came from my mother from Osaka, my father from Hong Kong, respectively, and they met in Oregon. Wow. And um, and essentially, you know, they very much brought their own kind of cultures to the states, and you know, we were very much raised along that line. But I think it's. I think it's more it's more broad to me. I think it's more about just having immigrant parents right. and mm-hmm. just coming to a place here where we very like you know I grew up on very much um, you know American values, right. and so I think I think to that there's always going to be a disconnect, mm. and I think and a lot of people that's not just Japanese mm-hmm. Japanese American can kind of relate to that, yeah, and that's not sort of what we're very much tapping into in the sense that like we're not very much different from any color of skin at this point. Right. There, there very much are families out there that have kind of emigrated and come over. Over here, and there's that right. sort of that disconnect that kind of begins right. to happen between generations. Right. right. So, I mean, I'm the German in the U.S. I there you go. About that. Yeah. Yeah. We saw that yeah. in like the first episode, the first episode. with yeah. Henry and Chester, yeah. and then again in this one too. Right. When, For sure. You yeah. know, uh, Henry gets upset with Chester leaving. So yeah, which we'll definitely get into. Um, so uh, we we see Yuko start to affect. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the the livelihood of the people in these camps uh, as yeah. far as gardening and the vegetables like when the worm came out of the uh, pepper yeah like oh that was gosh. that was I didn't expect that yeah <laughs> like, yeah everything yep. just like rotting and that's and that's part of uh, in, in Japanese culture too. That's like that's like omen. Yeah, you know exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, there's the bad omens, spirits yeah. around yeah. and yep. all that. So, yep. and then we saw the swallows came back. So, mm-hmm. uh, like the swallows, uh, uh, swallows in the, the sparrows, sparrows nest. nest yep. Yes, from yep. last episode, they made themselves back. So, what do you think? I know is, is this connection of the swallows? That do you have? Any? I don't know much about birds. So, <laughs> There's something about so this nest. I, w- I would have to look up a little bit more information on them to ha- make like an educated guess. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, it sounds maybe a little philosophical what I'm saying right now. But mm-hmm. when I saw when they were basically working on those vegetables, yeah, it was like a metaphor for me a little bit because yeah. at the beginning, from the outside, I said, "Oh my God, it's growing right now. We have something to eat or something yep. like that." But then she's taking a bite, yes. and out of a sudden it was something bad in it exactly. so it basically shows me even from the outside something is beautiful or someone is maybe treating you good in the first yeah. place that doesn't always mean that they have good intention inside of them mm-hmm. oh. you know that, what I mean that's how that's I feel that's a good way to look at it that's a good way to look at it so you go yeah. with the shape shifting and all that yeah like pretty that's, much that's a good yeah. Yeah. yeah because I still don't get me wrong I love Chester but I still have a feeling that something happened in the past to him that we all don't know about yet mm. there's a lot yeah. of past you know what I mean that's yeah, coming yeah, back I know, to but you remember the, the last episodes that <laughs> yep. there's always something that they're talking about the past that oh, he yeah. did something but we don't mm. even know what it is until right. now so I'm I can, interested I can only nod my head in these situations yeah, yeah. Right. So, what do you Chris, think Chris uh, basically cool cool theories cool thoughts so we're gonna hold predictions <laughs> to the end fair enough fair enough just cut my face off just black it and then we also see um Asako, uh, Asako-san mm-hmm. missing Henry yeah. a lot. We have yeah. this dream, which I also love want to shout out. Oh it's beautiful, right? It. Shout, yes. out, shout out to, uh, fun fun fact on that one, shout out to Shannon Goss. She's one of the uh, executive producers mm-hmm. on the show, and she was uh, she was the one that was kind of in charge of that episode, nice. and she just so wanted to have this beautiful shot of, Aww. you know, like exactly how it looked, and, you know, I, I watched it. It's just it's such a beautiful moment. It's right. such a simple, sweet, kind of, like, that dream sequence right. feeling, just to kind of take a Away from it all, right. but mm-hmm. it's beautiful. I love that. Yes, and in I general, 
general, and we, we talked about that in general already. I think the lighting, mm -hmm. the coloring, the whole scenarios, the, the production yeah. design is amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. can you just like, no, talk a little bit about I, that? No, fantastic. Right? No, I mean, production design, uh, Jonathan, he came from actually from season one into season two as well. So just the aesthetic of it, the mm -hmm. authenticity of it, and they took a lot of time in studying, and they went to, I know, the Japanese American Museum in downtown L.A. Oh, to wow, do a lot nice. of research on internment camps. So they really did their due diligence. Um, John Conroy, who was our DP, uh, you know, he, oh, him and Barry, like, these guys made the show look how it looks. So right, right. they are the reasons why any of us look nearly half as good as why we do. <laughs> so, so shout out to them. But and, and again, it's we have a great assortment of directors from Joseph to Lily to Mira, these um, very eclectic groups, especially diverse voices and diverse mm. faces as well. So it was great to kind of have that collaboration right. all under the umbrella of, um, of Alex Wu, who is our, our showrunner mm. overall. Right. right. So, oh, yeah. We talked and about one, one other thing I really like about the show is that they actually have them speak Japanese at times because sometimes yeah. that bothers me about certain movies. Like if it takes place in Germany, for example like right. the Germans yeah. are all speaking English all the time yes. like really no, like, no. <laughs> right. I can read Let's subtitles read the subtitle. it's okay <laughs> right. we do in Berlin okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. but it's true though it's true mm -hmm. but it's changing now I mean we talked course, about yeah. it right I mean we talked about the show The Dark I don't know if mm -hmm. you watched that it's a German show mm -hmm. but they dubbed yep. it into English mm -hmm. so we basically oh. even have it's like amazing though it's amazing done production. like yeah. everything's the dubbing itself or the the dubbing is spot on everything like it's just the passions in there Oh, and yeah. that's like yeah. really good voiceover and, you know? and yeah. thanks also to all these streaming services I just have to point that out for a second because it makes it more global now so that True. means even Americans watching mm -hmm. non-American shows now mm -hmm. yeah. because mm -hmm. it's possible to do it, that it now, is you know? yeah. so let's do it yeah. So, yeah exactly so I love that all but the content yeah. right mm -hmm. before we get into our next um, uh um, topic, yep. uh, Ben, you have a little special message for oh, you all. yeah. <laughs> I always have a special ma message because we're talking about the terror, right? Which is not always happy, but I just want to talk about something very happy because yes. I want to say thank you to all of you guys for making us the ESPN talk. You know, the ESPN of TV talk, that's yes. what I wanted to say. <laughs> um, because we want to grow as a family, right? We do that for many, many years already and we like doing what we do and we have crazy good guests. Look, out, look at him. Look He's way nicer than his character. <laughs> <laughs> and we want to continue that, right? We want to continue talking about the show that you also love so much. And please go on YouTube if you're on YouTube already. Give us some thumbs up, five stars, right? Because we want to grow. We love you. You love us too. We know that. Keep us going on. Yes, yeah. I definitely agree. <laughs> and so. <clears throat> You mentioned that you're were a fan, you're a fan of the show, yeah. uh, even last season. Yes. So can you just touch on um, kind of like what this meant for you to be on this season, being a fan of it? Yeah, yeah. And and I didn't know really much about the show until like uh, until la last year when sort of the process began, the audition process and the producer sessions and things began. That's when I kind of to. You know, start to pay more attention to it, and, and just you know, I, I remember I uh, went on went on Apple or something and purchased the season just to watch it, and I binged it. Like, yeah. I binged that baby. I, can't, <laughs> I think within within like four or five days, I was done. Um, and it was it was such a great show, just because you know, not only the acting is spectacular yes. with you know with uh, uh, with Jared Harris and mm -hmm. the great ensemble that they had. 
But I think it was just that mixture of nonfiction with fiction, mm-hmm. the historical yes. context with Love fiction. And I think we're kind of living in a time right now where at least there's, there is that, that genre that we love right now of uh, historical context-based mm. dramas yeah. or, right. or sort of mixed genres yeah. as well. So sure. I think within that, it's, it's great to see that this show has gotten as much steam as it has and, and you know, it's, got, it's gotten as much kind of publicity marketing as it has because it is yeah. such an important story to tell. It yeah. is. And I think even the first season, I looked up so much. I'm sure you did About too. Yeah. As soon as it finished, I'm just like HMS Terrence just Googling right. it, Googling everything. Looking at all the photos. Looking at all the photos. So I can only hope that it does something similar for audiences oh, yeah. for season two as right. well. That's, that's what we hope right. for. It's enlightening. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So Yuko strikes again. Man. Okay, yeah. so. <laughs> yep. Multiple times. Yeah, like, for the wow. So. It, it was interesting, like that whole like a uh, soldier like walking out. I was like, "What is going on?" Yeah. So he she possesses the soldier. This is one of my conclusion mm-hmm. to bring him uh, um, Furiosan out, right? Because the soldier was the only person that could lead him out. Mm-hmm. So that was very smart on her behalf. And then when she he's out there, she ripped his tongue out. Yeah. Oh my god, that was crazy. <laughs> but this I like whole this whole dialogue though led me to I mean we'll save it for uh-huh. predictions but it, it's some, it's obviously something they did to her okay yeah. in the past obviously right yeah yeah but I mean what's that oh please what's that saying about like something about a woman scorned or something That's, like yeah. that yeah <laughs> They all have no fury like a woman Something like that, I'm like... It is. They all have no fury. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. So that means what you just feel like is that she was probably... I just just say that she was probably raped. I interesting to some type of sexual assault. I feel the fact that she took out the tongue... That's what I'm saying. You have choice. more of an emotional thing. It's like you said you loved me or you said I was exquisite. Exquisite, right. It's something... You mess with her heart. Hurt, maybe so it's like that way you can never say these things to another woman again right you know exactly like <laughs> she's very think. strategic when it comes to everything she does because I feel like if it was rape she would have gone for <laughs> down there, yeah. <laughs> I don't more, know. Like, emotional, she she is like. She's I don't know. All I know is like you did something. I feel like I mean I had a different perspective. Mm-hmm. I felt that she mm-hmm. was she was actually a whore in mm-hmm. this whorehouse. Oh, like a brothel. That, yeah, pretty know. much. And he basically cheated on his wife. So he got to this oh, you, and he, oh, you created he this whole they basically did mess. like well, it's always the okay. dad for people you don't understand what that means. Yeah. Right? I wonder how the first or the second time it's a very interesting thing to do We'll say the rest for predictions, but but I just thought that scene was was it was great, obviously. I mean I thought I was watching Walking Dead. I mean I like stuff like that's true. But at the same time it just got me thinking a lot. So so then the it, the body is <laughs> is discovered by a kid, right? Mm-hmm. And so this story gets back to the camp, and people are whether uh, believing it's uh, Bakimono or Yure, and they just don't know, or if it's just the Americans. It's uh, what do you think about this whole um, uh, this whole contrast thing, Anes? About contrast about, about people's beliefs about whether it's actual spirits or whether it's Americans. Uh, well, I mean, I, I think that's something... I think that's also, like, a generational thing, maybe? Mm-hmm. I don't know, or a cultural... Yeah. I don't know if it's generational or cultural thing, because I think, you know, I've, I've seen it in, like, other cultures, too, like, right. more, like, the older generation, Please. like, has their little myths and things like mm-hmm. that that they pass down to the kids to maybe, like, scare them <laughs> or 
or something yeah, like that. But I mean, there's people my age who you know believe in that stuff. I'm right. not really into that just because like I'm more of like I need to see it in order to believe it. Like mm-hmm. if I actually mm-hmm. saw a spirit in front of me, I'd be like, okay, I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> but like since I have it, it's so like oh, okay, I don't know. I'm open to it, but. Um, so, you're def- you're, yeah. so you're definitely not part of the group that wants to raid Area 51. I just wonder, that. like, why she's uh, appearing more to, like, she's appearing to the kid now. She's, you she's know, being uh, shown uh, more. Uh, right? more. I'm yes, like, right. are you, like, mm-hmm. what's your plan? Because at first it was just mostly just men. Yeah. So I thought that was what she was going to keep doing, but now she's appearing to more people. So I'm like, but I wanted to she? ask you, uh, Chris, about that because they mentioned that a couple of times, and I've never heard of that before. They said Yurei and Dakemono. Yeah. What yeah. does that mean? Just to get a uh, uh, ooh, the test of my Japanese skills is no <laughs> display. Um, but Yurei and Bakemono, um, they're kind of in the same realm. It's basically like Yurei is like a spirit. Bakemono is mm-hmm. kind of more, it's it's more of a negative connotation of a ghost. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, like, uh, Obake is kind of just like a ghost. Okay. But like Bakemono kind of has, it's, there's a little bit more of a negative kind of shade behind it. Um, but right. I, it's basically within that realm. That's that, and that's as George Takei has very much brought up about right. with about kaidan. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very much those folklore stories that mm-hmm. old Japanese teaches young Japanese. And you know, if you do certain things, karma is a very big thing for them. Omen's a big deal. There, you'll see as the episodes kind of go on, there are certain things that very much relate to Japanese culture and Japanese omens that. Will trickle down into the story, right? Yeah, yeah. I definitely got a lot of that, like in the first two episodes, first about like karma. Episodes, yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, this is all karma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I, had to, of course, I had to do my research. I'm like, what are these spirits? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I even believe in karma too. Yeah, yeah I do. I do. I, I do believe in karma too as well. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I think you don't have to be religious, or you don't right. have to be in any religion to right. to believe in karma. Right. And the simple so. question is, do how far do you let that manifest really for people? That's that's what it comes down to. It's like why I'm. I was for the longest time when I was a kid. I was very much afraid the dark but it's like right. why are you, what are you afraid of the dark if there's nothing mm-hmm. there but it's what we create in our heads mm-hmm. right. is the most frightening thing yeah. so I think you know spirits is just as much as what you make of it too for right. sure totally yeah and so uh, we're, um, so she's here with the baby right so yeah. we brought it up a little bit uh, earlier and the last part, she's throwing the baby in and just so excited to Aww, be there. <laughs> I want to save all that for a prediction because yeah. that's just a whole bunch in itself. Mm-hmm. But uh, so Chester's leaving, right? Mm-hmm. He's joining the army. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I want to talk first about the mother and just the feelings that that's going um, with and him leaving and taking a hair and wanting to do a proper burial. Mm-hmm. Can you touch on the relationship between... Uh, sorry, Chester and his mm-hmm. mother. And I was like, oh, it's it is a very beautiful relationship, just because it's strained. You know, yeah. it's it's strained just in the sense of their generation of mm-hmm. how they don't understand mm-hmm. each other from that. You know, from a mother to a son, um, but. Chester's obviously being pulled in so many different directions that he feels that this is the move that he has to do to keep his family safe. Right. Mm-hmm. Thanks. So, that's what I felt too. Like, like, that's what it, you know, ultimately, like, his decision to kind of leave. It's like, it, uh, otherwise, this might stay around mm-hmm. and do more harm. So, right. I, th- I think he's choosing that over anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think even between Chester and Asako, it's really even Chester and Henry. Right. And yeah. just the father, father-son relationship. Mm-hmm. Because that's, especially in the 1940s, Japanese Americans, and I think even just men in general, men, like at yes. that time, and mm-hmm. how you were supposed to kind of be. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it, the Alex and the writers, like Tony and all of them. They did such a great job of just trying to find those nuances. Mm-hmm. And Shingo, who plays Henry, is phenomenal, and mm-hmm. like yes. Asako by Naoko, like they're incredible. So mm-hmm. they they all bring the same nuances that just as much as Derek needs to bring every day. Right. So. 
Yeah, him, Henry and uh, Chester's relationship is very interesting because he told him to enlist in one moment. Right. Mm-hmm. And then right. after he saw kind of what happened, experienced what behind the curtain, I yeah. uh, changed his opinions on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this whole thing of what Chester, I thought it was very interesting because Chester was pretty much telling Henry to be a man right. when he was on the bed. And we had that discussion in the first episode. Yeah. Right. So it was just interesting how that came back around. Then what do you think when he said that? I mean, I feel like that he's just trying to help his dad, to be honest, right? Yeah. I think he's just trying to tell him things that he probably doesn't really mean in the in the way that we understand it. Right, you know, right. he's just trying to get him out of the bed and just trying to take care of the family, right? Mm-hmm. And I totally agree with what you said when I watched it. And he was always talking about, yeah, I want to have some extra money for some way, some real mm-hmm. wage, you mm-hmm. know, that can basically take care of the family. Mm-hmm. I think Chester already knows that the spirit of ghosts is after him. He knows that already for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. So he, he does the only thing that you have to do. As as a man who's kind of almost becoming a dad very soon, right. you know, so yeah. you have to leave mm-hmm. in order to save your own wife or which girlfriend is, and your baby, which, which is kind of hard. Which is really which sad, is but it just shows you the kind of person that Chester yeah. is. True, you know? yeah. Right. But also uh, thinking, okay, I'm going to be the devil's advocate. In loose position, okay, sacrificed a lot right. to mm-hmm. go with him right. to this camp, and mm-hmm. now all of a sudden you're leaving her like that for me that's kind of like I can see how she was very shocked and like yeah. a slap in the face mm-hmm. at first right you yeah, know yeah. because like I did this and then now you're leaving I definitely saw that too and I felt I felt for both of them yeah. because it's it they both are making hard decisions mm-hmm. but I, I just like I just want to tell Luce like if only you knew what <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> what Chester knows you would understand I would hope right. Right. Um, but I I don't know hopefully she'll understand like later on that it, he was doing it you know, uh, for, for the, both for of them, both of them, for yes. the family, yeah. the three of them, right? Yes, yeah. I want to be like, girl, trust me, he loves you, okay? Yeah. <laughs> he and, loves I, you, okay? and I always felt in this relationship, I think Chester was always more the optimist, yeah, mm. and she was always more like a pessimist, more mm. like mm. always thinking negatively about stuff that mm. could happen, that might happen. Right. So I think when he's leaving, she's already imagining, oh my god, he's gonna go to war and he's gonna die, and because he has to fight and combat with people and blah blah blah. Right. Yeah, both so, both her and uh, and his mom were worried. Yeah. But he's like, I'm a translator. <laughs> I know. Right. I'll be pretty good, I guess. But, but which is also interesting risk, you know? because I think what Chester is, he changes two different environments at uh-huh. the same time. Because I think because of his leaving, he's also changing the relationship between the mom and Luz. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because at the beginning, I had the feeling yeah. that the mom was not completely against Luz, but she had kind of a problem. Right. Mm-hmm. That oh, she's no. probably may- maybe because, I'm not sure, I'm just yeah. putting it out that it's yeah. maybe she's because not Japanese. Right. But she's like, no from a different whatever nationality or something I said last but episode that she would come around like oh, how yeah. can you not you it's your grandchild it's your you grandchild. know how can you right. be a hater families are huge right. families that's what I know is gonna happen of course so. yeah. and that's uh <laughs> So, no. yeah, he changed that, I feel like. Right. You know, so. And so he's, a, you know, going to be a translator, right? And we we met, oh, I've got him blanking on his name. Last episode, we met the traitor, right? Mm-hmm. And how he felt. Mm-hmm. I can't remember his name, sorry. Um, and so what are your thoughts, Chris, about, like, do you see Chester as being somewhat of a traitor? Uh, in what context? Like... A traitor to to what? Like his country? To, or? No, to his because to his own people, to the Japanese American. Uh do I? I like selling out to the U.S. or being ooh. a traitor? All that. I'm trying to think. What can I say? Don't want to get him in trouble. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> yeah what? Can, um. I think ultimately, like that—that's something that I would just say you kind of have to watch it. But I, I, 
Uh, to sort of say, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to. Have, I'm trying to get them, guys. I'm I, I, I can <laughs> feel that. <laughs> right. I, I might be just trying to deflect in a way that this yeah. is making you think. <laughs> Wait a second. No, but no. I, I think there's there's part. His I'll put it this way. His character goes through a lot of different things that will continue to challenge him, impress him, yeah. and make you know mm-hmm. make tough choices. Any right. as any main character will have to go right, through right. anything. So. So to that, I, I will say yeah. he'll, he'll go through the fire. I mean, okay. the fire. for example, think about the poem scene yeah. when he's basically in the office and they mm-hmm. ask him, hey, can you translate that for us? The I code. felt like he, he knew exactly what it was right. Right? from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. He knew that was not just a poem. Right. But he was trying to work around it, still getting the job, but not telling them what it's really about because mm-hmm. he wanted to still mm-hmm. save his own community, obviously, his own right. people. But when he realized that the officer was like, oh my God, he doesn't know what he's doing, he basically was thinking okay I need to leave right. I need mm-hmm. to save them in order to Something do that bigger. I just tell them what they want to hear mm-hmm. and I right, tell sure. them what I actually already know about this poem right. that's how I felt are, okay. you, are you with me on that I don't know okay. maybe okay. I, I is it is it too deep it's an interesting one yeah I I don't know I can't because I'm always so close to things too yeah. and, and it's always so fascinating yeah. as especially as an actor in the show too when whenever you're sort of watching it there's it's it's still a somewhat hard disconnect oh, yeah. right? just because course, we yeah. know the people we know the script yeah. we know everything of course. Oh, so yeah. to that point I'm like I, I think that scene is actually I mean I think it's very much it could be up for debate at the end yeah, of the day it definitely know, could. how, how it kind of came totally. up yeah. totally yeah. that's how I felt yeah. Yeah. definitely could mm-hmm. um, so does anyone have any uh, last thoughts about the episode I can't wait for the next one. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. So I want to just uh, dive in and talk a little bit about Chris and your <laughs> and where you're at and what you got going on. Okay, our guest, and then I want to save predictions for the end. Okay, and we. You can chime in too if you want. Can you talk a little bit about your character first of all? You know, I yeah. felt like. You know, he's not the n- nicest guy, or like he has like a bone nice to pick guy. with Chester. I feel I don't know if he like had heard about Playboy. Chester or something. <laughs> I think he's a nice guy. He's just, he's just he's a little rough around the head. Oh, okay, you know? okay. Yeah. He's a okay. nice guy. The at least from what what I can state, you know, he's uh-huh. from he's kind of like from San Francisco. He sort of comes from a uh, sort of like an affluent family. That's kind of what what was already been stated. That's already out there. Um, beyond that, I. I probably can't say anything else without getting right. a, yeah. a, a big slap on the wrist, <laughs> uh, which is probably like me getting blacklisted. So I would, I'm not gonna say anything. About but no, okay. uh, it, it's the character. I'm in the next three of three of the next four episodes, and uh, I'm very kind of excited to just kind of go along on this ride with you guys, just mm-hmm. because there's so many different things happening from the horror element with what's going on with Chester and the spirit and then all the things that's also happening in the Japanese American internment camps and that it was a privilege to kind of work within that realm just because for instance George Takei who was interned himself Mm -hmm. from the ages of 5 to 8 and 5 to 9 he was an incredible source material reference material just to talk to and get a feeling for what what it was all like Mm -hmm. so that we, we did the very best that we can in terms of honoring the time of you know what we were actually filming. Right. So, what was one of your favorite moments on set with George, such an icon? 
He would. Uh, I hope George doesn't hurt me for saying this. Um, we uh, on, in our studio days, uh, instead of you know, we would have we would shoot, and instead of walking all the way back to the green room, which is kind of where like our you know all the set chairs and stuff are, he would just be like, ah, George's like, I don't want to walk that far. <laughs> so he would. There would be like little just beds set up right next to the set. You know, oh. they have to put in, and he would just like knock out for like, <laughs> oh. fifteen oh. twenty minutes. Oh. Oh. It was great. It was great. I mean, we all took photos with him. He didn't care, but like, but he was he was. Loving and having a great time. Um, so, but it, but he was always such a fun energy to be around. He's such a generous human being, mm-hmm. and so like you know, again, just talking to him about the things that happened and again without spoiling anything. But yeah. he, he, with his experience, like it was so invaluable to just yeah. all the characters. Yeah, I was. Yeah. Re- so. I remember like reading about how like when he you know because he was so young when he first got there, he thought it was like fun because mm-hmm. he's like, oh, I got to be with right. the horses right. and stuff right. like that. You don't know. Yeah. You don't know right. at that age. You right. just have no yeah. idea. It's just no you don't process. Yeah, you just don't process. Since you know, it's again to the parents themselves. Like they just have to make sure that they don't feel like there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. And like we're talking about old traditional Japanese, right. that feeling of staying in line and, and not rocking that boat. Right. right. So it's all part of it. As right. the Germans mm-hmm. do too. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we know that, right? It's the same thing. We just talked about it. Right? We just talked yeah. about. I have a friend from from the UK. He's Japanese too, and he told me that yeah. the German and the Japanese mentality is very similar in oh, certain yeah. ways. So right. it's very yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, but I have also a question. I yeah. always have to ask that as Go. an actor myself. Go. So how was the audition process yes. and did you guys know each other a little bit from this Japanese community kind of um, okay well uh, great question man I okay so I read for uh, another part and it didn't kind of happen it didn't go through but then the you know essentially went I got a call from casting to my reps to me essentially saying that hey there's a role that came out mm-hmm. and studio approved you and mm-hmm. I was like nice. okay I don't know what that necessarily meant at that time because mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it didn't it didn't mean that like you booked the part right. or anything yeah. it just means that they like you right because mm-hmm. um, they obviously you've seen me in, a, in just through the other audition process, and you know, just about a, you know a week or so later, they call and say, "Hey, showrunner and team, they want to offer you a part." And wow. I didn't audition for it. I didn't he, even offer. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't know like what the part actually kind of entailed, except very small broad strokes. But I, I read the pilot. You know, I already knew enough about the show. I knew who was involved. Wow. I was like, I didn't even skip a beat. Of I said, course. I'll definitely jump on because <laughs> I, I love the first season too, and it's, it yeah. has it's such a great subject matter I love the the mix of horror and drama mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you know it, it was a no brainer for me but uh, but I was very very grateful for all that so that means your agent sent in your your picture your headshot with some show reels or what you have and they picked uh, it from that or how, uh, how no so generally so I, I read and I went through a different producer session okay but basically like quite a few times for something else and just it didn't kind of go through it didn't gotcha. pan out and about a month or two months later when the other breakdowns were kind of coming in uh, essentially yeah that's you know my my managers kind of re- reached out uh, right, casting right. said hey hold on a second let us call you back they were talking to the studio they called back saying we approved you week later like you want to jump on awesome. yeah. and I say where do I sign <laughs> that's the so unpredictable thing about Hollywood exactly. that's what yeah. I'm always saying you yeah. never know never, never know, know. just come on you never know come on yeah. there you go call back but real quick yeah. um, I know Ben and I are huge fans yeah. Jean-Claude Van Damme like, Jean-Claude oh shoot right, this game was a little tra- blur. Yeah. Like your favorite oh, things man. that happened. Yes. I, look, yes. okay. <laughs> here's the here's the funnest fact of it all is I was I think I was like six seven years old. 
Maybe mm-hmm. I had to have been a little bit older because I can't imagine my parents being okay with me watching this. But I remember <laughs> the earliest when I could have watched Bloodsport. Yes. Oh, <laughs> the earliest time I ever saw Bloodsport. Blood it could have been seven. It could have been seven or eight. But um, but I literally told my parents at that moment. I said, guys, that's what I want to do for the rest of my life. I want to. I want to. I want to act. And little did I know that literally 20 some years later that I got this, you know, I I went in for this audition for this recurring co-star and, you know, I didn't even think, I was like, I don't know if I'm really right for this part, but I'll do it. Uh, And lo and behold, I got it and got to work with JC and he, super generous, such a gracious guy. And the Mm. best part of it was I didn't want to say anything to him when we were working together. Like he was literally my childhood idol. Like he was the guy, you know, you know. Oh man. And (laughs) so, so I didn't say anything. I wanted to keep it professional. But mm-hmm. then, rap party. You know, we rapped. We were at the rap party. I got. I had one or two many whiskeys in me. So I was like, <laughs> I was like JC, let's have a heart to heart, man. I got to talk to you about something. Yeah. And there you go. Put his hand on. Like, I put his hand on my shoulder. I was like, hey, man, I got to let you know. Like. I told him the story like I, I, the first time I saw Bloodsport this is you are the reason why I'm here you are literally the reason right. why and Aww. and I was like and I don't want to tell you during when we were filming because I want to be professional right. and he just he just put his hand on my shoulder and said Chris I'm so glad you told me that mm, and like right. and that was, and it was like this very generous mm. moment yeah. Yeah. and then, and then we just it. and then I we just kept it. drinking and then <laughs> And you dance too, like, hey, I do. You I do on a, on a good day. On a good day. <laughs> when I, you can when watch I, his dancing yes. on his YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. I got to stretch quite a bit nowadays. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's starting to get there for me. But what's your favorite style? Uh, I mean, it's still hip hop, yeah. you know. But freestyle is kind of my jam. Hey, like you know, hey, I'm all about it. I play okay. good music, pop song. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I'm with it. So so exactly. But yeah, I think nowadays, I think more focus has been popped in more with acting and producing right. and those things. But right. dancing will always be you pop right. a good tune. And you have to see. You have to see his episode on Legends of Tomorrow. It's amazing, yeah. an amazing fight scene as a head That's samurai. Oh, yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Kudos awesome. to that show. I'm so happy for that show. It's doing so well. Like I'm very happy. I know. I know Brandon is no longer a part of it. I heard, mm. but he's going to be going being Superman yeah. for the yes. you know, crossover. So I'm like, good job. There you go. So, so. Th- this is a man of many talents <laughs> right here. So you, you, did, you do different kind of martial arts, then. What, I what do. do I've, like? I've uh, yes, I've done. I mean, Shotokan is the style that I've learned for eight some years of my life. But you know, aside from that, I've done fight choreography. Right. You know, nice. uh, also stunt choreography, stuff with props as well, mm. sword fighting, things like that. Nice. Awesome. So, It'd be cool awesome. if you did some kind of like movie where you're like, you're like dancing amazingly, and then you obviously can kick people's butt at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Like to show off all your talents at once. A little like Michael, Michael Jackson thriller talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or a beat or a smooth criminal. So Somebody yeah. write that script. Combine yeah. all of it. It's like <laughs> yeah, it's that, that dance movie with Channing Tatum, but like with martial arts or something. Right. <laughs> but I'm so inspired right now. I have to say it for a second because the thing is, my goal is still to meet Jean Claude Van Damme. Oh. And you will yeah, soon. Well, well, honestly, right now, I was like Jean. You're literally my prediction for you is you will assume <laughs> well we have to hit in prediction so oh, man so go okay. ahead and give us your prediction first prediction is I'm gonna meet John Claude Van Damme I promise you that John Claude we're gonna meet the second part is that I still feel that Chester is coming back sooner or later mm. even mm. if he doesn't want to he has to come back because yeah. something is happening oh, yeah. between Luz and this yeah. crazy woman you know what I'm talking about so. <laughs> don't turn the camera on me guys <laughs> right Chris great great well yeah we're gonna see more of Yuko and I, I just wanna say like I don't know if Chester's plan's gonna work because he's like oh I'm gonna leave to you know to 
make things better for everyone else but it's like now she's like there with loose like right. you left and you thought that was gonna help and now she's yeah, so right. close to your you know uh, child's uh, mother and it's mm-hmm. like I don't I think your plan yeah didn't really work so yeah just more of Yuko hopefully more of Ken we're gonna find out more yeah, you know, what's going on with him you know we'll see. Right. We'll see what's <laughs> right, believe, Chris? Uh, we're gonna find out we're gonna find out a lot more about Ken and Amy and then but I also I believe Chester's gonna return oh. uh, and I believe that Yuko is actually after Chester's baby. Oh, shit. That's my thing. So not after him, after no. his baby. Yes. From the very beginning. Or else she would have followed him, right? Yeah. Well, what if Why she's somehow she impregnated high? loose? Oh, Like God. some kind of magic oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thank you. We're going to wrap things up here, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. We're going to close up then. Tell everyone where to find you. Yeah, thank you so much for joining in. You can find me on Instagram. It's at Benjamin Schnau, S-C-H-N-A-U, the same name on Facebook. And I also do um, Pennywork on Sunday, 8 p.m. And I also do uh, Bring the Funny. NBC on Tuesday and I also oh do everywhere. Okay. the dark the German dark show from Germany in German for you guys yeah. after Rusty TV is gonna make it happen find me on Instagram at more than you think seven uh, you can find me on Instagram at Chris Naoki Lee uh, I'm excited for everybody to catch this terror Monday nights 9pm AMC be there Hulu live Rams on Prime as well on On Demand yes follow him and you can follow me everywhere at I am Daniel Race also tune in for 13 Reasons Why after show starting tomorrow. Guys, thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Same place, same time. Jean-Claude, I love you. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menounos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. Views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.